Bonjour, vous écoutez le Quick Link Podcast et bienvenue pour le récap de la 11e étape du Tour de France entre Albertville et le col du Granon Serre-Chevalier. Hello and welcome back to Quick Link Podcast. This is show 559. It's Wednesday the 13th of July. Two pro races on today with the Tour tackling the Galibier and the Baloise Ladies Tour beginning with a prologue in Utrecht. A number of races began yesterday after we'd record yesterday's tour report and went out, so we'll catch up with the news from Ireland, Sweden, Spain and Canada. Plus the prestigious under-23 race Valet del Aosta began today, as did the UCI Junior stage race, the Valromi Tour. Today marks the 55th anniversary of Tom Simpson's passing on the slopes of Mont Ventoux, having won the World Championships two years previously, the first Brit to do so. In fact, one of only two men from Britain in the men's elite road race. Happy birthday today to Francesca Koch of DSM, Julie Leff of UNOX, Alex Molinar of Burgos Biash, and Sophie Van Oroyen of Park Hotel Valkenburg. In today's headlines, British Cycling have announced the 14 riders heading to the BMX World Championships being held in Nantes at the end of this month. European champion Kai White is joined by Paddy Sharrock, Ross Cullen, Quillian Isidora and Eddie Moore as the elite men. World Olympic and European champion Beth Schriever is the sole elite woman. Matt Gilston, Callum Russell and Matthew Hutt are the under-23 men. Jay Boville, Alex Talbot, Emily Hutt, Ava Brown and Morgan Haslam are the juniors. Six British cyclists are also heading to the 2022 European Youth Olympic Festival, taking place in Slovakia, starting on the 24th of this month. Congratulations to Kat Ferguson, Imogen Wolfe, Karis Lloyd, Finn Tarling, Sam Fisher and Seb Grinley. Unfortunately, Geaton Cyclocross will cease to exist after 46 years. The race was removed from the Super Prestige series for this year after 33 previous editions. It has subsequently made the event financially unviable to run without live TV coverage. Right, let's catch up with those late results from yesterday. Matteo Barroso, the first year junior with Agi Désert under 19s, and one of the favourites to win the GC for France, he took the opening stage at the UCI Junior Nations Cup stage race Tour de la Abitibi in Quebec in a bunch sprint finish into Amos. Previous winners of the race include Brandon McNulty, Taylor Finney and James Oram. There's seven stages with the race concluding on Sunday, there's a double day on Thursday. At the U6 cycle tour in Sweden, Hugo Forsell of Team Milan and Zoe Backstead of Acrop Tormans won the elite races, with Boas Leisgar of Back Advocata winning the junior men's first stage. Vuelta Azamora began with a prologue in Braganza, that's in northeastern Portugal, near the border, and Javier Serrano of Yolo Cometa, under 23, he won that. Both of those races run through to the weekend. There's five Brits at that race. Toby Tanfield, who was fifth, friend of the show Louis Sutton, who came eighth, plus his teammates Matt Watson and Tom Martin, plus Charlie Jenner. And in ERA, formerly a UCI junior race, but more importantly, it's back on the calendar in some form. It's the Junior Tour of Ireland. Tom Patterson of Hales Owen Cycle Academy won the opening stage yesterday on the Barefield Circuit. And that's us caught up from yesterday. On to today's racing then, and we'll start in the Netherlands, as the 8th edition of the Balawas Ladies Tour got underway with a 3.9k flat prologue in Utrecht with a technical first kilometre. Last year's runner-up Mika Kroger on the start list, leading human-powered health, Trek, DSM and Liv are the other World Tour teams in attendance for the six-stage race, which runs until Sunday. Ellen van Dijk of Trek Segafredo was 11 seconds quicker than anyone else in a time of 5.08. DSM duo Lorena Wiebes and Esme Pepperkamp 
were at 5.19 and 5.22 respectively. That was the same time as Audrey Cordon Rago of Trek, who came fourth. That was a second quicker than five for Georgie, also of DSM, so three in the top five for them. Tomorrow's first stage proper heads over the border to Belgium for a circuit around Zulta. There's an initial 50k loop which tackles four sections of cobbles before the first passage through the finish line, then onto six flat local laps, each about 11k long. To France and day two in the Alps at La Tour de France, stage 11, as the riders tackle Col de Telegraph, Col de Glibier, then onto the top of Col de Granon. 4,070 vertical metres over a 152km stage today, with our first all-category mountain finish. At the start of the day, Tadej Pogacar with an 11-second GC lead over yesterday's breakaway rider Leonard Kamner. Jonas Vinigol, the best GC challenger at 39. Geraint Thomas sat 4th at 117. Adam Yates 125. Wout van Aert will stay in green until he falls off or goes home, so more excitingly, the battle for polka dots has Simon Geschke on 19, Bob Youngles on 18, Thibaut Pinot 14. Yesterday's stage winner Magnus Court at 11, then Pogacar on 10. There's 55 points on offer for what anyone rider today. There's 5 over the Cat 2 Mont Vernier, that's 50k in, 10 atop Telegraph, then 20 over both the Galibier, which also awards the Souvenir Henri de Grange as the highest peak in the race, and of course 20 more at the finish. So in Albertville today, home of the Winter Olympics 30 years ago, all 161 remaining riders signing on, though highly unlikely we'll see that many tomorrow. Shortly after the flag drop with the day's intermediate sprint 15k up the road, Mathieu van der Poel and Wout van Aert went away together. Many attacks behind them as others tried to bridge across, but the married couple, 40 seconds up the road, enjoying themselves together. Not like that. Tish Benoot, Jan Tratnik, Standerwolf, Patrick Conrad, Sylvain Dillier and Brent van Moor were establishing themselves as a chasing group, 5k out from that sprint. Van Aert was through it, uncontested by van der Poel, so van Aert extends his Mayo Ver lead further. The chase group taking the available points for Jakobsen down to just seven, but it was Philipson who grabbed those. Jakobsen on six. That puts Van Aert on 304 points. Jakobsen on 155. There's 20 and 17 available for the first two at the finish, so Jakobsen potentially in danger of losing second place to Pogacar, who's just 16 behind him. A tailwind let a larger group get across to that chasers, and the entire bunch were eventually dragged into contact before Mattia Cataneo went on a solo effort to bridge across to Van Aert and Van der Poel. He made it across, but with a slowing of their pace, the trio were joined by 17 other riders as they approached La Sette de Montvernier, the first climb of the day. So the makeup of this group, Van Aert and Laporte of Jumbo, Pollitt and Schachmann of Bora, Cataneo and Bagioli of Quickstep, Izigira and Geschke, the King of the Mountains for Cofidis, Tiuns and Gradek of Bahrain, Van Kersbroek and Van der Poel of Alperson, Galapan and Pedersen of Trek, Bodner and Latour of Total Energies, plus Cherel from Agile Desert, Rutz from EF, Neelands of Israel, and Bargil of Arkea Samsic. He's the best placed on GC at 13.33, so the peloton were happy to let this group go with 40k raced. Four minutes was the gap as the break came into the bottom of the climb at Mont Vernier. It's only three and a half kilometres long, averaging about 8% over 18 hairpins. It looks absolutely beautiful as the race snakes up to almost 800 metres above sea level. Van der Poel now struggling to stay with that front group. Latour was first over the top, with Geschke close behind him. Five points for Latour, three for Geschke, two for Bargiel, one for Van Aert. And we have 100k to race, and 22 kilometres to the foot of Col de Telegraph. News of the first abandonment of the day soon filtering in as Oli Nason climbed off, leaving Agile Desert down to just five riders. Seven minutes 30 was the gap as the front 19, now without the services of Van der Poel, 
entering the Telegraph climb, and Vanderpool was absorbed by the bunch. It's 12k long at a steady 7%, and then from the top there's barely 5k flat before they head into the sister climb, the Galibier, for another 176 kilometers of climbing, much of it in the eights. With the break 2k from the top of Telegraph, news coming through on race radio that Matthew Vanderpool had abandoned. Break now down to 10 riders as riders were slipping out of it. Van Aert, Charel, Schachmann, Catano, Geschke, Izagira, Teons, Bargiel, Latour and Nielands were that 10. At the rear end, Caleb Ewan was struggling and surrounded by teammates. Pagacha also losing lieutenants as Hershey and Mikael Berg had been spat as well. Back in the bunch, Jumbo Visma making a move with Tish Benut leading Primoz Roglic on the middle slopes. Adam Yates going along and Tadej Pagacha having to immediately react with Soler, Micah and McNulty for company. Attacking over the top in the break, 10 more points for Latour, 8 for Bargiel, 6 for Geschke. 7 minutes the gap until the yellow jersey group crossed the KOM line and started the slight descent down the valley road to the foot of the Galibier. Jumbo Visma then opening the taps in between the two climbs, with Roglic, Laporte and Vinegar going, Bogaccia and Thomas with them. Up the road, Mikel Sherel of Ajadezer just getting off the front of what remained from that break. Vinegar, Roglic, Bogaccia then attacking each other into the start of the Galibier, Thomas staying with them, and the two Jumbo Visma riders attacking in tandem to try and crack the yellow jersey. Marc Soler breaking out of the peloton to try and get across to the yellow jersey group to help Bogaccia. Roglic again attacking as soon as Soler gets on. Up front, Sherelle was caught and passed by five remaining riders in the break. That's Van Aert, Geschke, Teuns, Bargiel and Latour, as everyone else had slipped back towards the GC group. So this group with Pogaccia, five minutes 40 behind the leader, the bunch 30 seconds further down the road, but rapidly closing in on the yellow jersey group. And then that group swelled to 19 riders, 10k from the summit. Those 19, Pogaccia, Vinigal, Thomas Yates, Gaudu, Bardet, Pitcock, Mas, Quintana, Roglic, Vlasov, Lutsenko, Maduas, McNulty, Kuss, Benut, Verona, Stora, Soler and Kreiswick. Up front, Warren Bargiel was the strongest of the front five and he was leaving the other four behind. Van Aert frequently on the radio in case he needed to drop back to Vinegal and Roglic. 5k from the top, Jumbo Visma launch again. Roglic goes first with his teammates Vinegal, Kreiswick and Kuss. Pogaccia has to follow the move. Thomas, Quintana and Bardet join in as this group of eight once again pull away from the rest. Roglic slowing, which was the catalyst for Pogaccia to make a move himself. Roglic and Quintana were then soon distanced. Kuss and Kreuzwick also losing touch, and then Bardet and Thomas, leaving the top two on GC together. This group were 5.30 behind Barguil now, who was 3k from the summit, and he won himself €5,000 for crossing the top of the Galibier first. 20 points as well in the KOM contest. Geschke was 55 seconds behind him picking himself up 17 points. Latour's at 140, just ahead of Van Aert, who took a bike change after the line and was passed by Dylan Teon shortly afterwards. Then the GC group now at 445, Pogaccia and Vinegal riding away from Bardet and Thomas. Everyone eventually over the top, and time for 30k of descending to the foot of the day's summit finish, Col de Granon. So we'll just fast forward a bit on this bit. Warren Bargiel now 220 ahead of Geschke, Teons and Latour going to the foot of the climb, a mass regrouping behind after attacks, counters, Francis de Jure trains and fireworks, that group at five minutes. Bogaccia and Micah from UAE, Jumbo Visma had five riders in there, Roglic, Kreuzwick, Kuss, Van Aert and Vinegal. Three from Ineos as Thomas, Pidcock and Yates, three from Francis de Jure as Galdu, Maduas and Stora, plus Vlasov, Izaguirre, Bardet, Lutsenko and Quintana. 11.3 kilometres, averaging 9.2% between Barguil and the top of Granon. Teuns was pulling away from the Geschke and Latour pairing, 
They were some 600 metres down the road, barely 500 metres ahead of the GC group, which immediately split on the lower slopes. Michael was pacing them up with Vinegal, Roglic, Pogaccia, Quintana, Bardet, Yates and Thomas together through the 10k to go banner. Quintana now attacking from that GC group 8.5k from the top and quickly over to and past Latour. Arkea now 1-2 on the road, Kreuzwick and Roglic burned up and sliding out of the group. 6k from the top, Bargill now only 1.15 ahead of Quintana who has 40 seconds on that GC group being slowly hauled up the hill by Micah. Bardet then exploded out of that group as it moved into double digit gradients. Bargil, now 5k from the line. Vinegar was next to attack, Micah pacing Pogaccia back to the Danish rider, and the yellow jersey briefly losing the wheel, but he was round his lieutenant, Thomas trying to stay with them, and then Vinegar passes Bardet. Up the road, Quintana catches his teammate 4.5k from home, and then Vinegar is past Bargil as well, whose day was done with just 3% of the stage left to ride. Vinegar makes the catch of Quintana soon after, and opens up a gap of 40 seconds to a lone Pogaccia, who has also passed Bargil, but looking under pressure. Yates pacing Thomas across to Pogaccia, and the 2018 Tour winner then goes past them both to join Bardet. Vinegar through the 2k banner solo, Quintana 45 seconds down the road now, with Bardet trying to close him down at one minute. Thomas is fourth on the road behind him, then Pogaccia, Yates and Gaudu at two minutes, as the yellow jersey is hemorrhaging time. And that's how it stayed. Jonas Vinegar of Jumbo Visma safely home for a massive win, his first at the Tour de France. Second for Nara Quintana of Arkea Samsic, coming home at 59 seconds. Third for Roman Bardet of Team DSM at 110. Geraint Thomas was fourth for Ineos Grenadiers at 138. David Gaudu, fifth for Groupama Francis de Jure at 204. Adam Yates, sixth at 210. Tadej Pogaccia dropped by those last two men with him, crossing line seventh at 2 minutes 51. Eighth for Alexei Lutsenko at 3.38, ninth Stefan Kreuzwick at 3.59, Warren Bargill eventually coming home 10th at 4.16. So all change on GC, Jonas Vinegal into yellow. Roman Bardet second at 2.16, Tadej Pogaccia slipping to third. He's at 2.22, but he'll at least be in white tomorrow. He has held that jersey for a record 41 consecutive stages, which is the longest unbroken streak that any rider has led a tour classification. Geraint Thomas is fourth on GC at 2.26, Naira Quintana at 2.37 in fifth. The rest of the top ten then Adam Yates at 3.06, David Gaudu 3.13, Vlasov 7.23, Lutsenko 8.07, Kreuzwick in tenth 13.27. Simon Geschke picked up 24 King of the Mountain points, taking his total today to 43. He's eight ahead of Pierre Latour, who went from 0 to 35 today. Vinegal and Bargil are both on 30. Tomorrow we head, nice gentle day, up to the top of Alpe d'Huez. From Briançon, the race retraces yesterday's steps, going back up and over Galibier again, then over Telegraph from the easy side, aka the descent from Galibier, so that's unclassified. Through the, uh, the Mali near Mont-Denis, and then up the 29k long 5% Croix de Fer, down the other side, and on to the finish atop Alpe d'Huez. Three or category climbs over 165 kilometres, that's 4,660 vertical metres, 600 more than today. Staying in France for day one of the 58th edition of the prestigious under-23 race Val d'Aster Mont Blanc. Fabio Aru, Pavel Sivakov and Mori Van Sevenant, all GC winners in the past 10 years. Today's first stage of five was out and back from saint gervais le bain covering much of the same routes as yesterday's tour stage. 
four 15k laps around the start town before then heading south and tackling the 13 kilometer long 6% climb at Le Betex before descending back towards town. Development teams here from Francis de Jure, DSM, Lotto Sudal, Iolo Cometa, Alperson, Bardiani, Astana, EF, Israel and Uno X. Other teams involved including Colpac, Tyrol KTM, Trinity and Hagen's Berman Axion. On the first lap, two riders escaping away, that was Enzo Polanyi of FDJ and Darren Rafti of Hagen's. Gabriel Porter of the Italian national squad and Antoine Devan of Vendayou mounting the chase. Eventually, Mason Holliman of Israel, Florian Lipovic of Tyrol KTM and Alessio Martinelli of Bardiani joined them. With an hour raced, it was all changed in that chase group. Porter was still there, but he now had Gabriel Petrelli of Fiuli and Sean Flynn of Tudor Pro for company. They were at 1.15. Martinelli was out of the front group with 20k to go, leaving four out front, motoring along at quite the pace. On the final climb though, Rafferty and Holliman were getting away from Peleni and Porter before Holliman put in a huge attack over the summit. Lenny Martinez had now got back involved in the chase group and made it through to the front in hot pursuit of Holliman. But it was Mason Holliman who survived out front to take the win for Israel Cycling Academy. Lenny Martinez took second for Francis de Jure Continental, Darren Rafferty was third for Hagen's Berman Action, Ruben Thompson of Francis de Jure in fourth, Oscar Onley fifth for DSM after their groups came back together down the road. Tomorrow's second stage is out and back of St. Christophe, right through the heart of the Aosta Valley as the race heads into Italy. The two big climbs of the day come in the final third of a 125km stage, Jean Seyaz and Grand Brissogne. They are both 8% plus efforts ahead of a nasty 10% kicker to the line. Our third race from France today is the point one ranked junior UCI stage race, the five-day Val Romy Tour, with today's opening stage taking place near the banks of Lake Bourget in the Rhone Alps, 104 kilometres from Coulos de Belle, taking in three short punchy climbs in the first half of the stage. 75k from home, Maxime de Comble was on a solo mission from early on, with two chasers in Tobias Scretting and Artem Schmidt at 40 seconds. The bunch were at 105, it came together 10k later before a group of seven clipped off after the two climbs. Into the final 10, the front group had swelled to 10, with Noah Isidore and Mathis Grisel of AG2R, Maxime de Comble and Hugo Tapiz of La Pomme Marseille, Luca Lesseur of UC Nantes, Artem Schmidt of Cannibal, Josh Golica of T31, Thibaut Gruel of Cref, Pay de la Loire, Emil Herzog of Auto Ada, and George Martinson of NTG Uno X. They had 30 seconds to a chase group, the bunch at 235. Isidore made the move that won it with 4k to go, opening up a sizable gap and increasing it all the way to the line before his teammate made it a 1-2. So Noah Isidora of AG2R Citroen with his fourth win of the season, second for his teammate Mattis Grisel in the six-up sprint, third for Maxime de Comble of La Pomme Marseille, Hugo Tapiz of La Pomme in fourth, Emil Herzog fifth, Josh Golica sixth. Tomorrow's second stage heads in an anti-clockwise loop out and back to Morristel along the River Rhone before looping round over three 5% climbs within 20k of each other in the middle of the stage before coming back to town. And in today's other action, Jerome Gautier won the second stage of the UCI Junior Nations Cup Tour de la Bitibi in his native Quebec. Teammate Justin Roy continues to lead GC after he came home safely in that front bunch. Javier Serrano of Iolo Cometa under 23s followed up his prologue win yesterday by winning a three-up sprint in today's Stage 1 at Vuelta a Zamora, near the border between Spain and Portugal. And at the U6 Cyclotour in Sweden, Boas Liesgaard of Back Advocata won a second consecutive stage in the junior men's race, 
Rasmus Wallen of Suri Karl Ras won stage two of the men's race, while Zoe Backstead of Akrog Tormans won the women's third stage, adding to her victories from stages one and two. And in Ireland, 103 kilometres for the second stage at the Junior Tour of Ireland, in a big loop from Ennis through County Clare to the North Atlantic coast and back again. Connell Scully of the Irish national team, Jonas Walton of Hot Tubes, Matt Gilmore of VC Londres, Lucas Jowett of Backstead and Alex Foster of Innovation Racing were away in the first break. Scully took the first classified climb at Bronsleeve 17k in before the break split on the descent. Walton, Stoneham and Jowett clipping off from Scully and Gilmore, with Josh Ludman of BRE now getting involved in the chase group. But they were caught with 40k raced, leaving just the three out front. Their gap had grown to two and a half minutes by the second climb at the Cliffs of Mohair, and the race strung to bits behind them on the descent. Into the final 30k and a group of 18 chasers had assembled themselves before huge splits in that group 15k from home. There were two leaders now as Stoneham drops from the break back into that chase group, who were only 15 seconds back, with a third group at one minute, then the rest all over five minutes down. Groups two and three came together on the road ahead of the final 10k, but Walton and Jowett reopened their gap back up to 45 seconds and they stayed away into a two-up sprint and Lucas Jowett of Team Backstead Bike Performance winning that ahead of Jonas Walton of Hot Tubes with his teammate AJ August, best of the chasers at 19 seconds, Matty Dodd of Backstead 4th, Joe Wilson of Composite Racing in 5th. 94k tomorrow from Ennis, and this time heading southwest to finish on the seafront at Kilkee. And finally, at Guildford Town Centre races tonight, congratulations to Flora Perkins of Lecole Wahoo for winning the women's elite race. It was second for last year's winner Lucy Lee of LDN Brother UK, and third for Sam Fawcett of Spectra Wiggle. Toby Barnes of With Sun God won the men's race ahead of James Jenkins of Richardson's Trek and Harry McFarlane of GFTL. Barnes aided superbly by his teammate Rory Townsend, who punctured right on the opening lap and chased back on to work for Barnes. At the finish, I caught up with Toby, Rory and their DS Simon Holt about the night. Toby, how are you feeling? Eight in a row for Canyon at the Guildford Town Centre Races. How are you? Yeah, it was a uh, never weird one because Rory punctured on about second or third lap, so uh, changed bike and then I tried to just control it because I knew I needed a teammate in there really, so just kept following the moves, getting on the front, slowing it down a bit, letting Rory get back in and then started the race again from there and just kept like, one two in and just eventually got away. Do you, think, yeah. do you feel you needed a teammate in there or? Sorry? Did you feel you needed a teammate in there or you could have gone on your own? Um, no, I think it did help having him because we could just, like, I could attack, he'd sit on, let the others chase, and then he'd go and yeah. just kept taking it in turns, and then eventually one of us was going to get away. So. Battle of Rollers, of course, Dan's here. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Always, um, go, put him in his place here. Yeah, yeah well, a bit of a brother, brotherly rivalry will uh, yeah, always. Always gets you going. <laughs> Congratulations, well done, mate. Anyways, take care. Rory, I'm going to dive right in with you. You probably don't want to speak. How was that for you? Obviously, the mechanical early on. Yeah, uh, punctured on like the second lap, I think, just after I like, just after I attacked. So. Uh, I stopped just before the corner, let the entire peloton roll past and then rolled up to get a bike change and then just thought, oh, I've got nothing to lose and I've 
taking enough caffeine to like give a man a heart attack so I thought I might as well use it all up like and uh, I think by the time I got here I spent a few too many pennies so oh, you've got back on eventually you delivered the win well yeah that's that's yeah I'm really happy with uh, Toby to win it because yeah. keeps the uh, keeps the tradition going so eight in a row for Tim so yeah happy days yeah, yeah. yeah. where's next for you uh, Isle of Man, I think, international, so it'll be oh, yeah. first, first, first time in the stripes, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Alright, you take care, mate. <laughs> Go on then, immediate reaction from Guildford Town Center Racers, uh, Simon Holt. Yeah, good. Uh, it's like the seventh in a row we've won this race, so. Eight. Uh, eight, eight, sorry, so um, yeah. Good. We got like a bit of a scare early doors of Rory uh, puncturing, uh, but we got him on the spare bike and he managed to claw it back. He was 30 seconds down and then about halfway he got back on and then it was always a plan for Toby to go up the road after that situation, you know, so it's good. Worked out well. Happy days for yeah, everyone. Well. Cheers. So there we go. We'll be back sometime tomorrow with the updates from as many races as we can find. Plus today's other highlights and headlines. We'll see you later. Goodbye. You've been listening to Quickly Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuickLinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.